0: To Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, and you're listening to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. Now, finish this fight. Podcast Unlocked.
1: All right, episode 119. Oh, that special 117 is such a distant memory now. Two weeks ago. It's a podcast unlocked for October 30th, 2013. I'm Ryan McCaffrey. Welcoming back Mitch Dyer. I'm
2: back. Yay. I'm back. I'm back. back. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. No,
1: it's good to have you back. I'm glad to be back. It's been like a month. I know. It feels like you've been on literal month once since E3. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Mr. That I'm sounds right. Traveling the world, breaking stories. I don't think either of those things are true. <laughs> 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 traveling the Bay Area, <laughs> Marty Sleva, Good to see you. As yeah, always. it's great to be here. And uh, Destin, I'm Destin back Laguerre. too. I've yeah, been gone yeah, for a while. I know. I know. You're uh, someone tweeted at me. Today
3: this is my like... day. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> but he, really, we're talking about Mitch being back.
2: Welcome back.
0: So I want to make you guys feel bad. Last week we had Justin and Naomi on, and I got a tweet that said, this is the perfect cast. Keep it.
2: <laughs> well, you'll note that they're not back
1: for a reason.
2: <laughs>
0: Show. Shots Shot fired! fired.
1: <laughs> we don't have a soundboard. So <laughs> but. I, I, we, Marty we, is we, our we,
2: soundboard. I challenge you to do it. You were saying somebody tweeted at you, too, right? Was that where you were going? Mm-hmm. Was that the end of it? Like, oh, hey, guys, someone tweeted at me.
3: No,
2: someone was like, hey, when are you going back? Oh, okay, okay. Oh, yeah. oh stop I with the mic. It's <laughs> yeah. cutting in and out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Whoa. Jeez, all right. I won't be oh, back. No, stop <laughs> it. Technology. <laughs> What's happening? We're good. All Destin right. sounds good. Say something. We need to mic test you in the Hello? middle of the show. Okay, you're okay. there. Well, <laughs> oh, <there laughs> yeah. oh, that was something. Podcast <laughs> unlocked, everybody. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Bringing you nothing
1: but failed technology issues and sad, ugh, whatever. I can't so, even finish. It is good to have you boys all back in the fold in here. Yeah um it there's it's
0: ramping up now
1: yeah. yeah it is really ramping up so marty your review of assassin's creed 4 is up
0: yeah uh, great review uh, thank you very much yeah. but my it, it does not pertain to the xbox one version yet you haven't played it I haven't had a chance to to even touch it yet you played 360 though 360 yeah 360 was great uh it's it's one of those games that's great on current gen uh, well pc uh haven't got a chance to play pc oh, or geez. wii u um, so oh, that's though, right. There's a Wii U yeah. version. Yeah. The Wii U, I'm actually picking up tonight. Anyway. I don't think we're supposed to laugh at that. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's unfortunate. No, that, but the yeah. uh, the current gen version is great. It's uh, like visually, performance-wise, a, a slight step up from three, which was already you know, despite its flaws, a very good-looking game. Oh yeah. Um, and on PS4 and and hopefully Xbox One as well, uh, the game is just gorgeous. Runs fluidly, and uh, the sort of open world. Choose your own adventure, make your own fun concept to me is is amazing,
1: and and we can expect it's reasonable to expect the same
0: performance on Xbox yeah, One. As, I mean, as on PS4, yeah, I'm ninety nine percent sure it's gonna you know across the board be a great game. So
3: you yeah. and I had the same opinion about three, so I'm yeah. really excited
2: to play this. Yeah, on. yeah, we're all yeah. kind of down on three. And yep. I uh-huh. had when they announced four, I thought you know this sounds cool. The Far Cry esque design elements sound really interesting to mm-hmm. me. But I was totally unsold on it as they kept being like, And you get to customize your ship and you can be <laughs> a pirate and go to Kingston. Yeah. Wow, they turned into hillbillies then. Yeah. And all of it <laughs> it's my impersonation of French people. Wow. Uh, Port uh, Kentucky wh- <laughs> All of it sounded like, Okay, this sure sounds like Assassins. And I didn't realize how much I wanted that until I saw Marty's review where mm-hmm. he's like, This is it, the way Marty explains it is like it has the verticality of AC two mm-hmm. and yeah. it kind of abandons the the Assassin's Creedism of it in yeah. favor of like this is a pirate game. Yeah,
0: yeah. And it's a it's just a ton of fun. It's a much lighter tone than the last few games. Uh yeah, just really, really fun stuff. I put I, about forty hours in so far and I want to keep playing it. Yeah. So.
1: Now I've had an actually a no, a surprising number of people tweet at me, um because you would think the answer is obvious, but I guess not. I mean people are they're just you never quite know. It's uh people are wondering, well if I'm buying, should I buy the next gen version or the current gen version? Or, you know, in this case, obviously oh, meaning yes. wait.
0: Yeah, and then yeah. The, and it,
1: it you there is no reason because it's not like last gen where one was fifty dollars and one was sixty dollars. Exactly the same <laughs> price. You're yeah, getting a better yeah. game if you can hold out for like yeah, two yeah. weeks. Yeah,
0: and especially because uh, I mean like saves don't transfer over. Like I understand Call of Duty. Uh, so Call of Duty and Assassin's Creed both have the if you buy the current gen, you can upgrade for ten dollars. Uh, yeah, and it makes sense for Call of Duty because you're answer. in Call of Duty. Oh, you're, or you're or online. Or your mic
2: is.
1: What's happening? I
3: didn't do
0: anything. You did a lot of touching You're
2: breaking before. everything. Yeah. He's going to fix it. Maybe. No, I have no idea what's wrong what? with this
0: thing. Talk again. Is it okay now? Nope. All right. Destin's out. Yeah. Carry on, Marty. <laughs> 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 so, uh, yeah, um,. It's both Call of Duty and Assassin's Creed. If you buy the current gen, you can upgrade to the next gen for ten extra bucks. Makes sense for Call of Duty if you want to put in, you know, a solid half months worth of online play yeah. before it comes out. But for me, uh, if you already plan on buying an Xbox One or a PS4, uh, I would wait. I mean, because is one big adventure you're going to want to go through once.
1: It, um, although, you actually, you do bring up an interesting point of if you are a really big fan of Assassin's Creed multiplayer, yeah, the community is going to be just. Inherently, way larger on the yeah, 360 yeah, version. For sure. <laughs> that's
0: a really good point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean that's that's sort of something to consider. Um, you know, I don't know for me. Like, if <laughs> you're gonna have one single, if if you just want to play single player and you have you want to go through once and devour everything, I yeah. would wait. Especially if you already are on board for uh, one of the new consoles.
1: Cool. Um, what else? And then the other big one is Battlefield 4. Now, Indeed. Mitch, you put up uh, not only your review but also. A very let's call it popular because it's uh, it's 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 blown up. It's it is blowing up as the kids say. Yeah. yeah. The next gen comparison Xbox One <laughs> side by on? side footage with PS4. Destin wants to test his mic. <laughs>
2: is it okay?
3: Hey, hey, he right. did it. He fixed it. Don't Good touch job. it anymore. No, no, no. I, think I, st- I You're touching <laughs> it. Off. No, I, you're touching it. I think it, its sensitivity is just really high. So I need to back off. Lean back. Yeah, that's all. Well, I Lean can
1: back. just bring you down a little. Lean bit. Lean back. Here. Yeah. What are you number three? He's three. Yeah. Uh, what was the question? Battlefield <laughs> okay. Harrison video. That's yeah, the, it, a little better. Yeah, tell us about, about the – because, you know, yeah. for months we've been hearing PlayStation 4 is 50, 50% more powerful than yeah. Xbox One. It's course, got more on, legs, so it moves faster. Like, all on paper. Now, this is – as I said on Twitter, uh, there's, a, there's a saying in baseball, SSS, small sample size. This yeah. is one game. It may bear yes. out that maybe PlayStation 4 is 50% more powerful than the Xbox One, and maybe the games will reflect that, but for Battlefield 4, Mitch...
2: Yeah, I mean, we have a bunch of single-player footage of Battlefield 4 on PS4 and Xbox One, side-by-side. Our wizard video editor, Mike Horn, made it look really pretty, synced up a lot of the stuff, so you can see exactly how some of the scripted moments look side-by-side. And to me, single-player looks basically identical on both. There's minor lighting differences, like the gamma might be a little higher on Xbox One. I thought so. Mm -hmm. But
3: it's not like, oh, it looks worse. But you can adjust that in the settings. Yeah,
1: well, sort of. I mean, what's weird is, on a lot of PS3 games, you know, if you take the same game, multi-platform game, it it is darker, inherently darker on PS3 than on 360, because it's sort of an NVIDIA thing. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, the PS3 runs an NVIDIA GPU, and it's an ATI card. Inside the Xbox. But these are both AMD GPUs. Yeah. So it's kind of odd that, uh, I mean, again, maybe it's just this one game.
2: And it could be something they couldn't figure out. Like, the Frostbite engine might not have talked as cooperatively with the Xbox One or PlayStation 4 or whatever. Right, right, right. Right. If you really want to nitpick differences, I think if you look at the multiplayer section of that footage, you can see some anti-aliasing stuff, maybe some shadow stuff that isn't as yeah, it Looks better on, smooth on ps The multiplayer
1: looks a lot better, better on PS4, yeah. right?
2: Yeah, yeah, but it's not like either game is like, oh, that's the one to play because it looks so much better. Both, f- both of them look incredible. It's like 51-49 yeah, at yeah. most. Also, right? if you're really that much of a stickler about graphics, play on PC. Stop yes. crying about next-gen consoles. That's actually a great Stop point. crying about next-gen consoles and play on. PC.
3: They're not that crying is... about it. They want a reason to it... poop all over the Xbox well, well, yeah, One. But
1: especially <laughs> in the case of Battlefield 4, which is actually designed Inherently as a PC, a PC game. game. Yeah. yeah,
2: it looks <laughs> that engine, man. Battlefield yeah. 4 looks ridiculous. Yeah, the campaign kind of sucks, but at the same time, I have a hard time telling people like, and yeah, you shouldn't play it. Because some of the stuff, like, if you're just into next-gen and you want to look at something really pretty... I do, yeah. ...then, like, you will probably enjoy Battlefield 4. Yep. On, just either, the, on either console. Yeah, just for the sake of, like, spectacle, the stuff that happens is both amazing and beautiful. Right. So, in that regard, you're going to be like, wow, yeah, this is cool, this machine really is worth my money. Uh, but the gameplay
1: is kind of weak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Phil Spencer, the boss man at Microsoft Game Studios, one of... As I call him, the uh, the three headed monster that is that, that is <laughs> basically the the Microsoft the head of Xbox. Yeah, it's him and Yusuf Medee and, uh, and Mark Witten. No, not anymore. I keep thinking of Jay. Allard. Every week you bring up Jay Allard. We're going to summon him. Jay lived <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like last week's South Park. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good times. Oh, boy. But uh, it, it was it was actually really cool. I've had a chance to, to talk with Phil a number of times over the years, but never in here. In my den, in my on my this turn, my house. And uh, no, he he actually was nice enough. He gave me an hour. Dang, today. So it's it is a, a long show. It is a one hour. Yeah, which they've already figured out from the file size and looking at the <laughs> uh, like, whoa, long show this week. But yeah, there's a one hour Phil Spencer interview. We get into everything from Titanfall to what's up with Rise. To are they, you know, should should they would they buy respawn? To you know, what's up with Gears of War? Project Gotham Racing, I asked him just all, a bunch of stuff. So hope you stay tuned for that in the, in the uh, middle of the show. And, and uh, let us know what you mm-hmm. think of it. If, if you're sick of my long, super long-form interviews, if I'm, if I'm only entertaining myself, I'm not sure. You're entertaining <laughs> me, so don't <I'll> stop. <laughs> I yep. appreciate it. All right, so we'll come right back. we got a few late-breaking fun news items right after this in the News Unlocked.
2: This podcast is brought to you by Audible, a provider of audiobooks with more than 100,000 titles to choose from. For listeners of Podcast Unlocked, Audible is offering a free audiobook download when you sign up for a free 30-day trial. If you're not already quoting from it every day, may we suggest checking out Ready Player One by Ernest Cline. It's like The Matrix, mixed with video games, Star Wars, and transforming Japanese robots. And we love it. To get started, head to audiblepodcast.com unlocked and follow the instructions to get your free audiobook. On with the show.
1: IGN's Xbox 360 Podcast, the Podcast
4: Unlocked, presents the News Unlocked. All
1: right. This week in the news, Mitchell Dyer, yes. you delivered unto us something I... It didn't seem like EA or it didn't seem like anyone wanted to clarify this. Yeah. A yeah. little hot topic of the internet, which I already got yelled at on Twitter for God, you're such an asshole about it. I'm like, well, I'm just yeah. sick of... Picture, picture this. We're talking about Titanfall now, and Mitch, you'll get to this in a second, but picture a scene, if you will, gentlemen, of every Nintendo thread ever on <laughs> any IGN page, on any message board, in the, on the entire internet, where in, <laughs> in every one of those threads, it's Xbox fanboys that come in and say, Mario's totally coming to Xbox One. It's happening. That is a time exclusive for Nintendo. That is going to happen. Picture that times a billion in every thread ever. And that's what this Titanfall crap has been with PlayStation 4. There has never been any reason to believe that Titanfall is is coming to PS4.
2: Titanfall 1. Correct. The, the game that we kn- Titanfall, the game that you're thinking of when we say that name. Yes. Is not coming to PlayStation so, 4. So, tell us about that, Mitch. That was
1: clarified yes. by EA today on, so, a, on an investor EA, call. during
2: right? its earnings call today, mentioned that for the lifetime of the product, referring to Titanfall 1. One. Titanfall yes. 1. That it would remain an Xbox One, 360, and PC exclusive. And then moved on. Uh, That's and, big. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, and it just reinforces the idea and squashes the rumors that this is not coming to PS4. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people freaked out, saying that, oh, no, it's it's gonna, it's gonna. (laughs) And what this led to is Respawn kind of getting, Vince Zampella specifically getting a little bit salty on Twitter about it. it. Don't
1: piss him off. No. (laughs) Um, What'd he say? I'm so so
3: glad I'm on the podcast. I'm behind on the news. (laughs) Yeah. So he
2: clarified, he came out and clarified that, okay, the franchise Titanfall is not exclusive. Right. The game, yes. Mm -hmm. But people are misinterpreting it as franchise Titanfall the entirety of the future of that franchise is never coming to PlayStation 4 patently untrue that game sequel will absolutely come to PS4 Vince yeah. is all but confirming it on Twitter saying like yeah we're 100% making Titanfall or uh, making games for PlayStation 4 just not the first Titanfall and and it's mm-hmm.
1: interesting so you'll hear in the Phil Spencer interview coming up we talk a decent bit about Titanfall and I actually asked him this and it was but this was recorded before <clears throat> it was recorded this yeah. morning before this con- this yeah. call yeah yeah but the way, even you'll hear Phil say it in a bit, is, is I think, is interesting. Yeah, uh, and he's not. You can tell he's he's giving a truthful answer while not while sort of carefully doing the executive thing, of of dancing. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it can and as I said on Twitter, can we just all move on with our lives now, please? Like, yeah. Lots of great games on PS4. I'm gonna buy one. There's a ton of great stuff. Titan Falls just. Titanfall One is just not one of those PS4 games. Let's move on.
2: Uncharted yeah. never coming to Xbox. Correct. So I bought a PlayStation. Yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
2: I just I can't. I'm I'm already exhausted by next gen crybabies. I can't I, take it. I know what you mean.
1: Like, did
3: you see that building in Battlefield Four? Oh my god. <laughs> That's all that I read for looks like pretty an, awesome. Yeah.
1: <laughs> God, can you guys imagine if Twitter had been around during the Super NES Genesis, the 16-bit era? What oh, happened God. the day uh, Genesis oh, does goodness. what Nintendo came Oh, man.
0: <laughs> That's the ultimate it. shots fired. That would have been they amazing. started yeah. it.
1: Civilization might have crumbled, actually. Yeah. We might have eaten each other and just <laughs> torn ourselves to pieces. Look
0: for the past. is going to come to Genesis. Just wait.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah
2: Sonic but...
0: will come to Nintendo. Well. Well. Uh, well, <laughs>
2: well. 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 <laughs> But in any case, yeah. Yep. So. so that's that's Titanfall. Yep.
1: Titanfall one, in almost a la Mass Effect. Yeah. Yeah. And and see. Mitch, so now I think. Sorry, Marty. Go no, ahead. no, no, no. I, uh,
0: the one. The one weird thing about this. The phrase. What's what's the phrase he says? Titanfall, for the lifetime of lifetime of. Uh, I have the, the li- quote written Titanfall, down here. Lifetime of the product. For lifetime the, of the product. Um. The lifetime of the title.
1: On yes, the Xbox yes. One, yeah, the so, lifetime of the I mean, title.
0: When they see title, the did eventually game. come to
1: PS3. Not franchise yep. title, yeah, game. but Mass Effect One did eventually
2: come yep. to PS3. But this is the, a different kind of contract. It sounds like Microsoft has this under lock and key. Like well, they, this will
0: never appear. Like they, so they just put, put a, a ring on, weird, on it. Like, hashtag the, Beyonce the edition <laughs> because it's a different title. Right, Titanfall so.
3: Revolution will be on both platforms. Titanfall will not.
0: Did we just confirm a game called Titanfall Revolution? No, I'm <laughs> no, I'm making something I was
3: saying hypothetically like that Titan. could happen. It,
0: right? The sequel's called Titan yeah. Winter. Okay. <laughs> Titan Autumn. Titan Autumn. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what they call it in Europe.
1: Yeah. Titan, yeah. That'll be the PS4 version, but yeah, I mean it's just hilarious that it's, you know, because it's if you if you read if you if you were to pay attention to nothing but the internet <clears throat> The Xbox One can't have nice things. Ugh. Only the
2: PS4 can have nice things. Please pay attention to more things in the internet, like your family and your books. Yeah, it's and your when the reality self.
1: is they're both. They're, these are two consoles, both with their own unique set of very cool games yeah. that are worth buying. Yeah. Yes, they're expensive, and maybe you you can only afford. Maybe you're, you're just going to get one for a while. So then.
0: You have that, a lot of cool stuff to play. No you're, gonna, you yeah,
1: you're gonna have plenty of cool stuff to play, and yeah. you probably have maybe you have a 360. If you're not getting a P, uh an, uh, if you're a PS4 guy, maybe you do you have a 360. Play Titanfall on yep. there or a PC. Yep. Or yep. wait for Titanfall 2 on PS4.
2: Hey, there's a lot of games to play on every platform. <laughs> you you have plenty play of some cool them. stuff in like yes. a year. Yeah.
1: Launch titles both are pretty slim pickins. Mm-hmm. Anyway,
0: That is that, uh, Marty. Yeah. Can you tell us about Connect Sports Rivals preseason? I can. So uh Connect Sports Rivals uh was was that ever did we ever think it was gonna be a launch title? Yeah, it was originally launch to, title. Yeah, it was it was when delayed. it was shown right before E three, right? It, it was like it was, it was right before E three started. Yeah, so they showed like it to game trailers
2: and they were yeah. like, Hey, it's coming day one. And yep. then yes. like two weeks later they said, Just kidding. JKs.
0: So uh it's coming in spring, correct? We know. Uh but uh sort of as a not as a Mia Culpa or in my opinion a show of good faith uh they're bringing uh something called the uh, connect sports rivals preseason, uh day one free download uh it only has one event it's sort of the uh wave race yeah. you know the jet ski event it's a glorified demo yeah yeah but it's it a little bit more months. than a demo it has uh it has like leaderboards it has a sort of like friend system you can unlock different things which will eventually transfer over Does when you, you buy the game proper it's got chivo maybe it's got chivos i, I don't know so. that's a big question do you I care so. mitch yes <laughs> always um, and forever so yeah, it's the first time I got to use uh, Connect Two, uh, and I got to play—you know—got to play the preseason, which was just sort of a wave race, uh, a one-on-one, uh, you know, match, and it was a lot of fun. Like it, it to me, it it felt a lot more accurate than. Yeah. Uh the original Kinect ever did it, it could detect an open hand from a closed fist. Yep, which I thought was great. Uh, it was very like subtle gestures. You know, I didn't have to like act like a buffoon in front of it. Uh, <laughs> did you get like really angry that you had to make a fist a lot? Or something? I did. Yeah, <laughs> your your rider gets angry. You can hit the other one. Like, oh no, really? He can't. No, that would be, oh, really cool. yeah. be so good. Yeah, um, I would <laughs> You'll love that. We'll call it. Wave
1: rash. rash. <laughs> like, you that sounds page. not good. Um, <laughs> that doesn't sound good. Why, sh- why doesn't that game
2: exist? I would play that. Wave rash. I was just putting you two <laughs> the weeks ago. <laughs> the only weapon in the game is toasters. <laughs> <laughs> I would play I, I, this I, I game. I, I, really I would play this game. Electricity, water. Please rename Science.
0: They wouldn't be plugged in. I know.
1: You're uh, on. You're of
2: the Obviously, you don't know my CD very well. Toasters. Toasters. It's plugged in the generator
0: for skiing like on a mountain in the snow All right um know <laughs> yeah. your dues Kine- kind of neat still <laughs> not, uh, still not a complete like i liked it but it's definitely not the oh okay this is why i, I will buy an xbox one for a hundred dollars more and have a connect i want that game specifically for the bowling <laughs> the bowling, uh, yeah. bowling uh.
1: in, the, in the first connect sports was so much fun yeah. and it's back in this one yep, yep. they haven't shown it yet um you're, like, clamoring for that bowling I scoop. I just
0: want the bowling. There's also a mountain climbing one, which I found yeah, weird. Yeah, I, I played that in Germany
1: at Gamescom. It looks really awkward. I yeah. did not care for that one. But I did. I actually did like the wake racing one yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was cool. So that, that'll be up on launch
0: day, November 22nd. Yeah, Fre- yeah. Free demo for everybody. Yeah, no reason not to download. Have something to play with your Connect. Uh
1: So uh, this next story, totally called it. Yeah. I, I found the tweet last yeah. night as I was. We've talked about this so much. Yeah. Uh, called it back on June 4th, people. I said, the day they announced I said, it. prediction, Halo Spartan Assault, which of course was the exclusive twin-stick Halo shooter for Windows Phone 8, uh, Surface, Surface, and Windows 8. I said, this will bomb. And it will come to Xbox Live Arcade before the year is over. How about that? It has happened. <laughs> December, it, December. It's out for 360 and
0: Xbox One. I
3: wonder if that's because it sold like
0: twenty. And copies. I will <laughs> still not play it. Uh, honestly, it I'm going to give it a try. Yeah, I, I only it was played it for good. a little bit of judges. I thought it was fine. <sighs> it was like a simple Smash TV kind of thing. See, and I'm not yeah.
1: into
2: that. Like that's not interesting to me anymore.
1: What's
0: unfortunate
1: is that Microsoft doesn't have. Uh, a system setup the way this sony does this really well where if you buy it on one you have it on everything yeah yeah this, so these are going to be separate things so you know you're going to need to pick yeah or pay twice which i mean who's going to want to do thrice that?
2: windows right 8 phone if, uh,
1: yeah so if you did already buy it on on uh windows phone 8 or whatever you it's not for free for you yeah. you're gonna have to pay again but they Sorry. are they're adding online co-op mm-hmm. They're adding uh, some. Oh, the the little DLC pack they did, the Hydra pack, I believe it's called. So there is some new content. Right. um, Yeah. So this is finally, as predicted, this is coming to a platform that people actually care about, which is 360 and uh, and Xbox One sometime in December. Couldn't get a price out of them, but (laughs) I did check. It's seven dollars now. Uh, I so predict it'll probably be ten. 10. I, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I can see 99. them
0: doing a fifteen. It's co- got co-op. It has, it's got DLC. It has Halo's name but on it. 15, disgusting. Yeah.
1: Double the price would be. I, I think that would be pretty gross. Yeah. Slapping the 10 face. Ten is they can totally it's get like, away yeah. with. But yeah, I think fifteen can, would be. What if it's uh,
3: free for gold members on Xbox?
1: That right? would be awesome. That would be fine. Be
2: can really we talk good? about the fact that this is the first Halo game on Xbox One? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I can't. I hate. Uh, whatever. Game is really lame. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Tell us how you really I, feel, Mitch. It's so boring. I couldn't get ugh. Nope. Not
1: for me. It, free, you just no, said, that's it. No, <laughs> that's I just it. I'm that's over that's it. The game that game was super boring. Uh, which one? Sworn assault. Oh. Well. I want to try it. On a real that's fair. On, a, on a real console I'm, with a real controller. And yes, I know you can they added controller support for the Windows eight version, but I'm running Windows seven at home. I don't want to upgrade. Oh, and it was trashy with the touchscreen. Oh, I'm sure. sure. With touch screen. I'm sure. Yeah. So all right. So that's that. Mark it down, December. Uh Tiger Woods.
3: This is interesting to me. I play I really like Tiger Woods Those like, games way are back awesome. in the day. Well, you yeah.
0: like
1: him like as I like the video
3: games. No. Big yeah.
2: fan of his shirts yeah. and his Nikes. Yeah.
3: Which you can <laughs> buy in the game and, and they
2: womanizing. up your stats.
1: So uh as he once divorced from his wife, he is now divorcing from EA. I like
2: it. <laughs> I want to crumple this paper so bad. <laughs>
3: He, he faded away like Michael J. Fox does in the photo in Back to the Future 1, but he doesn't come back. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <this person. What?
1: laughs> Except for the fact that he's back and winning. I don't get it. I don't
3: know. No, from the cover art. Oh, God damn it, I didn't set
1: that up. <laughs> <laughs> You got like way over your Did head, Did We he never finished the first Back to the Future. <laughs> he doesn't come back. Uh, he saw him fade out it. of the photo. I was like, I can't. I gotta stop. <laughs> I cried. I was crying. It's too sad. Mar- <laughs> Destin needs better joke writers on this show. Uh, <laughs> get Drunker um, back. Yeah. So Tiger Woods and EA are parting ways. They are not. Tiger was not going to be headlining their uh, their PGA golf game, but they are still going to do a golf game for next gen. It'll have PGA players in it. And this is actually another one that we talked about on this show yep. of the last two years. It was like The Masters yep. and then something, something it almost Tiger like a legal print. And, and he yeah. was yeah. tiny in the background. Yeah. Like it, they'd really, he was like doing his fist
2: pump thing. Yeah, they'd, yeah. They'd,
1: they'd made it very obvious that they were – because it was in the middle of his huge scandal yeah. where – they kept his name on it, but like distanced themselves as much as they possibly could while still keeping his name on it. Yeah. So, yeah.
3: what's it going to be called now?
1: Probably just PGA, PGA Tour, Tour Golf. Or, yeah, it'll be like PGA, PGA Tour, Tour 14. 2014. Yeah. yeah, which is fine. Yep, it'll it'll be. I, I like that series. Game is uh, great. Dustin, it's, I, I think it
3: might confuse like. Consumer average consumers of that game, they're like, Where's the Tiger Woods game? Except this year? for the well, yeah. I, I see your yeah. point, except
1: yeah. that there aren't any other PGA golf games, so there's nothing, it'll be the only one on the shelf. Yeah, people see golf and be yeah. like, Oh, I'm gonna buy, I'm gonna buy that because golf, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yo, let's go golfing because Lynx got out, you know, Microsoft got out of the right golf now. market a while ago when, they, when they, you know, they only did one Lynx game after they bought. That I, studio.
3: I bought like Tiger Woods 03 on Xbox, and I haven't felt the need to like buy a <laughs> the new. Intonation there was so <laughs> what? weird.
0: What Xbox? Well, because I can't just say <laughs>
3: you know the original like you can just I say to, Xbox. I have to clarify that it's the, the original first Xbox. Line. Yeah.
2: So the first is, Xbox. You if, know,
1: someone on Twitter made a great suggestion: is we should just start calling the original Xbox the Duke because that's what we call the original. <laughs> Xbox. I like it. <laughs> that's Wait, pretty so good. Or Duke Xbox. That's so Duke box. Duke box.
0: That Duke Box Hero
4: good. is my favorite
1: foreigner,
2: so
0: I need a Duke Box yes. Hero. You just hole. get me,
2: Ryan McCaffrey. Anyway. Stars
3: in his <laughs> eyes. Maybe it's because I don't get sports, but do you buy like NBA every year or yeah.
2: Madden? Yes.
3: Why? Why? Live every... Why? They update the player stats I... now and everything. Oh my god. Why right? do I like
0: call of duty? They just update the maps and the guns. You, that,
3: you
2: sound like a commenter right now
3: no i just i i'm asking i first, don't understand you Seriously. Also, so you asked
0: and then you said
2: it only does this thing i just confess to not knowing about like it changes lots of stuff every i know day. it but like so like tiger woods gameplay systems modes rosters
3: oh okay that makes sense <laughs> rosters will do it but i thought all the old games just do that now like it
1: they, updates no. online well, usually nope. No. No, no. no, yeah, yeah only yeah. for the first year until the next yeah. one comes uh, okay. out yeah. <laughs> yep
0: do you guys think if Mario got embroiled in a. Uh, if he was cheating se- on If he was Peach. like a huge sex offender, that they would remove him from Mario Golf? <laughs> or they just call it Nintendo Golf? I'm really trying to that. think of a think really good joke right, right now, and I got nothing because this is just this the is best. This is the pondering time.
2: <laughs> it's me! <laughs> Wahoo! Yahoo! <laughs> <laughs>
0: In the year of Luigi, of all years. Princess Peach has filed for divorce from
1: longtime
0: <laughs> husband Mario after he was caught I, cheating with a Goomba. With that harlot daisy. <laughs> Goomba. With a Goomba. I think that's like cross-species. It's kind of weird. Goombophilia.
1: Hey, how come Nintendo... <laughs> Mario's so not You can surf the internet on a Wii U, right? Yep. Yeah. Why don't they call it the internet Bowser? Oh, oh. <laughs> is that's that not a, a missed opportunity? Yeah, or what? that's a missed opportunity. Damn, that's, that's pretty that's good. That's what Jose should
0: always be. <laughs> yeah. Point your Bowsers to IGN.
1: <laughs> oh man, all right, Damn we're it. done. It was uh, it was a great go. 119 episodes, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that was the mic dropping. We're out the door. Uh, finally, this week in the Xbox mm-hmm. news, I want to talk about real quick. Get your guys' take on this. Uh, this come hither. The uh, Xbox One TV ad mm-hmm. that hit this week—it's uh, it depicts it's live action and it's uh, a bunch of sort of game things in real life beckoning to you know a random person who's a, supposed to be a you know a gamer like hey come come play our stuff. Yeah. It starts with I don't <laughs> want to give you the full play by play, but it starts with a, a Titan from Titanfall. S- dropping, storming into an office building.
2: That great launch title, Titanfall.
1: Yeah, t- uh, <laughs> right at the bottom of the screen, Titanfall not available till spring. <laughs> yeah. But he taps on the office glass, breaks it, and targets one of the guys in the meeting room. And oh, he's like Ed Two Hundred Nine. So, yeah, come yeah. come over here. And the guy's like, oh, cool. And there's FIFA, and there's uh, uh, Rise Forza. There? Rise Forza was a, was a good part. Dead, Dead Rising was at the yeah. end. Yeah. yeah. What did you guys think of this ad? I
2: actually haven't seen it. Oh, uh I like um, that a lot. It sounded really cool. Like everything I saw like the teaser that they put out and I was yeah. like, Oh,
0: okay, cool. This is like a lot of the stuff Sony is doing with the uh Greatness. Uh, Greatness awaits. Awaits. Yeah, yes. yeah. I like those. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, Sony's been doing it well for the last few months. Like it's they're fun uh, fun commercials to yeah. sort of pause and try to catch the references. Yeah. Um and, yeah, I mean it's it's weird that it took Microsoft this long to, like, release a a really sort of rad commercial. But, yeah, I think it's great.
3: I imagine you pausing when there's the Titan dropping there. I'm like, what is this
0: reference? I can't quite. Whoa, it's a big (laughs) robot in this office. Salt is back, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Who are these office (laughs) (laughs) guys? The zombies come out and they're like, Resident Evil 7, confirm. (laughs) I don't get it.
1: (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, I thought I
0: really loved the
1: ad, and I thought it just – Hit the perfect tone. Had the perfect tone to it of playful and fun and inviting. And then at the end, there was sort of it was like a quick, quick little B roll of of showing off like connect features and system mm-hmm. features and and it just made me wonder like where has that Microsoft been? Yeah. for the yeah. last six months since he, since May twenty first. Yeah. They like, got that where one right. Have they been? This yep. was
2: them finally like all right. Here's our ducks in a row. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hope we did so. it.
3: Let's hope e3 it's similar situation ducks in a row a good presentation. How many ducks? Little little, little are focus be in on connect two.
1: Well, next e3 they can't exactly get knife from a like three ninety nine versus four ninety nine scenarios. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see, but uh, yeah, check out the ad on IGN if you haven't already. We can embed it in the uh, podcast uh, post on IGN Indeed. as well mm. when you are hopefully downloading the show. Mitchell Dyer. Yes, sir. I want to welcome you back and invite you, you to reclaim your place as the ye old announcer of Marketplace Happenings. Which
2: imposter did this last week? I don't even remember. I can't good. tell you. See? Indicative of how much I'm needed here. You are, in fact. <laughs> to read all these things that Ryan wrote down. Yep. I'm going to just read this list. Uh, Battlefield 4. It's a pretty good game I played. 8.5 IGN. 8.5. 8.0 on current gen. Ooh. Worth noting slightly inferior game still very very good game no, is no no
1: for real real quick what uh quick cliffs notes version yeah. what what does make it a lesser experience on current gen that It works? is
2: so they scaled it back and which is weird to say right cuz it's the same as it's always been where it's you have three control points versus the PC version and next gen versions five so in, in, in multiplayer maps, we're talking in multiplayer about. yeah but visually it's it's one of those things where I'm not typically a big graphics horror I'm like it needs the framework needs to be perfect resolution yeah. it's got to be max it is like noticeably awful in certain places on, you mean just on, like
1: Battlefield 3 on, on, on Xbox yes, 360 yes. was?
2: and now because Frostbite 3 is a next gen engine and they're rendering so much yeah. and there's so much stuff going on like a typhoon is coming over a giant <gasps> space and there's like traffic on a highway and there's a tank rolling up with five squad mates and there's six AI guys on screen like that's a lot taxing for an Xbox 360 to handle, so it looks like garbage at times. Yeah, um, that's sad. Yeah, but the ca- I mean, the campaign looks worse than multiplayer, which is a weird thing to say.
1: That is weird. Yep.
2: Yeah, uh, multiplayer definitely is the way to go. Obviously, mm-hmm. Campaign's super mediocre in general. But Battlefield 4 is out this week on Xbox 360, PC, PS3. Boy, from what you're
1: telling me, this doesn't sound like an 8.5 at all. The 8.0 on 8... Xbox
2: 360. The game is great. Like the multiplayer itself is, it's smaller scale, but the gameplay itself, the core of Like, the gameplay loop of shooting dudes and capturing points and bringing down buildings is still really great. That stuff's awesome. And
1: from what I can... See, I haven't played (laughs) Battlefield uh, 4 multiplayer yet, but it seems like, you know, Call of uh, of Duty seems like it gets faster and twitchier every year. And Battlefield seems like it's a bit slower, more methodical uh you know obviously a the, bit. the more vehicle centric so it's yeah. yeah. It's a, there's a different pace to it well on, it's, on,
2: it's funny on 360 because the the something i noticed playing it on pc and uh ps4 was in multiplayer the quads like the atvs yeah. go super slow hmm. because you have to cover this massive space and if they went their normal speed you would just blitz across it and on 360 they go the normal speed you're used to which is super fast so you can zip around these maps like crazy it's like it's a way hmm. faster paced game on 360 Especially in some of the smaller they're maps, like,
1: they're like Mongeese. In yeah,
2: slow. there's also like some straight up Call of Duty maps. There's this map, Operation Locker, which is no vehicles ever. You cannot play this game mode or this map with vehicles because it's inside a prison.
1: Hey, let's take the best part of Battlefield and remove yeah. it.
2: But it kind of works because yeah? Battlefield's combat is really good. good. And it's just like a really excellent map design, and it works really well for like infantry only kill centric combat. It's great.
1: Cool. What else?
2: Marty Sleva loves that AC4 Black Flag. Eight point five IGN. Also very very great. Yep. I want to play the game. I think I'm going to wait for Xbox One though. Oh uh, yeah, I would recommend that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, WWE 2K14 also an 8.5? Eight point seven. Eight point seven. Best Obviously, game clearly. of the week. Yep. Uh, I have not played a WWE game in many years, but I quite, oh, I quite enjoy yeah. them. Uh, Ryan,
0: right, I got bad news near, for you. Nearly <laughs> new guy it. <there. laughs> <laughs> what, what? Oh. Well do your crispin wop impression everyone <laughs> oh, <laughs> no um Jesus. Yeah Vince uh Vince really liked it. He really dug it. One of his favorite wrestling games in yeah. a long time. So uh did Colin's review
2: for Pac-Man and the Ghostly Adventures go live? I
1: don't even know. Co- Yes, it had to it. have
0: by now. It I saw must him. Have. I saw him playing the game. Nine point nine.
2: Idea. I, yeah, I looked over. It looked like a nine point nine. Maybe don't play Pac-Man in the Ghost either. Yep. It's about. really it's
0: messed up. So little I played of that game. Uh, when Pac-Man eats a ghost, he gets ghost residue all over his face. So if he eats a red ghost, he just has blood all over him. <laughs> <laughs> you monster! <laughs> I love that.
2: Oh man! I just started reading the wrong part of the paper. Good times. My brain is shutting down. You got one game left. I can do it, and it's actually something I really want to play. Ooh, not for that price. Angry Birds Star Wars (laughs) is forty dollars. (laughs) Isn't that like free on my iPhone? It's a dollar. What's
1: happening? (laughs) It's forty times. That can't be right.
2: Yeah, I don't. You know, it is that much. No, they did that last time too. They released Angry Birds. So they did. They released Angry Birds Trilogy for forty bucks, but that was like three games. Three games. So it was three dollars. (laughs) Um... I don't know, man. Just play that. Maybe you know, it's on your forty phone. credits. You know what?
1: You know what that is? That's an achievement <laughs> tax. If you need an extra thousand points, thousand achievement points, because you can't get Xbox achievements on any other version of the game, you got you're paying uh, thirty nine dollars of the forty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it if
0: the achievements were just ridiculously hard too. Like, oh. <laughs> be the number one player in the world. A thousand points. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I was
2: really trying to think of the Wado line I Was like, we don't take credits. the credits don't work. No only money. The money. Uh, XBLA. There is something I, out I this week, you guys. <laughs> There's only some. Uh, Jesus, XBLA has a game out this week, and I can't remember what it is. I, I think it's I, Blood Knights.
1: Is that is that one? Because I did. I we're recording the show a little early due to a scheduling issue. Yeah. on our normal Wednesday. So, um,
2: so with Blood Knights, I played that game a year ago, and it was hot garbage, like real bad. Granted, it was a year ago. Yeah, Maybe they fixed ago. it, but like conceptually, it just wasn't very interesting. The idea of a, like, there are two characters, like a dude and a lady. One of them is a vampire, I think. Or they're both half-vampires and they need to feed to survive. It's a top-down. <laughs>
1: two, two people. One of them's a vampire. <laughs> the war sitcom of all every time. Thursday <laughs> at 8 central for their wacky shenanigans. Blood Nights every them. night at night. Blood Nights.
2: Uh, only on NBC. It's like a top-down hack-and-slash game. It was really, really bland. Nothing about it was interesting. It was kind of ugly. Yeah, IGN.com
1: calls it really bland. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, would have been better never mind I'm not going to finish that <laughs> sentence I got thoughts uh, on the marketplace this week you can get your free Halo 3 for gold members until the end of the month just which yeah, is, for a couple more days yeah so get on that Halo 3 is really good do we it, know
1: what's going to be the November game we, we don't, don't yet they, they know, haven't been announcing it until like the first of the month
2: <laughs> yeah I'm sure we'll find it's out the next day or two.
1: Oh, Destin's ruining everything again it was y'all, y'all want to make a,
2: a call an Xbox 360 game what do you think it's going to be something Boy. I don't want I'm trying to think back to like 08 Oh seven, Like, it's been fairly reliable. So, all right. Hold on. <laughs> I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put
1: this out. Yeah. It's been uh, – because a few people have tweeted me because they know I loves the Mirror's Edge. It's been oh, on sale yeah. on Steam. I'm going to go with Mirror's Edge as your free game. Oh,
2: I'm going to wow. say The Darkness. Have they done Gears Darkness? of War?
1: Darkness is on sale. On, it's on sale right now. Interesting. Uh, oh, because there's a Halloween thing, right? Yeah. Uh, you should buy The Darkness. It's awesome. E tweeted this, and that's okay. why you've reminded me. So right now – this is actually good. I didn't get this in the show planner. Darkness One, Darkness Two, and Prey hmm. are all five dollars. Well, two out right of three in bed for on games on demand. Prey okay. is really I mean, good for five bucks. Yeah, that's totally a Prey is cool. Price. Have yeah. they
3: have they but, done Gears of War for free yet?
2: No, I'll say Gears of War. They so there was a was it Judgment that had the code for Gears One? Yes, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'll say that one because okay.
3: like
0: they're already giving it away with other yeah. games. So. Yeah, Marty, got it. And Nuts and Bolts, yo. Oh, man. <laughs> that, that would be that, a that's good, that's a really one. good guess. because Microsoft yeah. owns them and that game. That's
3: hey, cool. remember Rare? <laughs> I
0: do. Oh I ask, well,
1: I'll ask Phil Spencer about Rare, in fact, right after this segue. <laughs> all right, special treat for Podcast Unlocked this week. Uh, here in studio, Phil Spencer, VP, one of the part of the one head of the three headed Hydra <laughs>
4: monster. <laughs> we don't is, really think of ourselves as a Hydra <laughs> monster, but <laughs> it's responsible for all things Xbox these
1: days alongside Yusuf and Mark Witten uh you are of course in charge of the game studios microsoft game studios so all software comes through you ultimately.
4: that's right all the games that we do on xbox on windows windows phones when we do on msn yeah. all the game studios
1: yeah games like uh, halo spartan assault yeah that you can play on any device <laughs> <laughs> on now. any Just... device now xbox one and xbox even devices could... that
4: people play games on <laughs> Just... <laughs> according to some dude on twitter <laughs> i saw that somewhere I saw but it. uh it's good to have
1: you here. I appreciate you sitting down. We've got we've got a little bit of time on our hands for once. Usually we're rushed to chat with each other at a convention or something. So, uh, I want to start, Phil, by by asking you about uh, sort of the the DNA of Xbox in that it's very much always been a, a first person shooter platform, whether on purpose or by accident, <laughs> right? And you had Halo for the original Xbox launch. Right. You had Perfect Dark Zero at uh, at 360 launch, but. Here for Xbox One, no first-party, first-person shooter. Did it just sort of work out that way, or was there originally a plan for that? Because, you know, it seems like you're checking off a lot of the other – you're covering a lot of your bases. With Power Star Golf as a family-friendly thing, Zoo Tycoon, uh, you've got, uh, of course – the, uh, Rise as your third person action game all these all these different things, but no big first person shooter, even this time around, even your competition is launching with a triple a first person shooter
4: yeah, it's a good question uh when I think about launch portfolios and really the portfolio all up, I tend not to take a real genre focus on yeah. trying to build specific fill a specific hole in a portfolio, like you said uh in a lot of ways the 360 has you know been home to many of the great first person shooters halo at the original xbox launch was incredible uh and it's you've seen call of duty you see battlefield sure. you see a lot of great games coming for us it was really just about finding the great games where the timing lined up for the creative to actually land at launch yeah. with an amazing game you want to make sure you have great visuals um i i think it's a, astute to see that there isn't a first-person shooter but i wasn't it isn't really something that we focused on we wanted to make sure we had great core games yeah great games for everybody feel great about the launch lineup all up
1: so uh titanfall obviously has been the that is let's have heard of it
4: let's not joke around
1: (laughs) that is that is at this point in time the killer app for your platform in my opinion
4: yeah, yeah, it looks great, right? There's no doubt. Response doing an amazing job with that game. They have uh, a great pedigree, a studio that knows how to build great shooting games, uh, and to have them working on an Xbox game is incredible. And uh, you know what the killer app will be? I think you're right. Like right now, when you look at all the press and everything, Titan Falls it, and I'm sure it's going to be amazing. But there's always some surprises at launch, right? There's always something that comes out and becomes the Minecraft or the thing that people wouldn't predict. Right. I like the number of titles we have. I think we've got over 20 titles that will be there at launch. And now you start to talk about what's going to happen in early 14. Uh, And the the strength of the portfolio all up is something that I I really think will – be uh great for the xbox one customers
1: was titanfall ever targeted ever thought about as a launch title in your early conversations with respawn did you ever sit down with vince and the guys and say all right we're launching here
4: do you think we can try to make this happen the nice thing about the way our partners and i try to develop the games is really trying to get the creative right first yeah Uh, you know in the old axiom a game is only late once it's bad forever (laughs) That's true. Uh, you want to make sure you've got the right time. For us, where the game is landing is actually really nice. Having it come in in March yeah. uh, is fantastic when you think about it. There's a lot of content at launch. There's obviously only a certain number of consoles early on in the life cycle, and it will continue to sell. And then having a great beat in early 14 for. Core fans is going to be uh, fantastic. So when I look at the timing of when that release is coming, I think it's almost perfect for us as a platform.
1: Do you feel like if it had hit launch in a hypothetical parallel universe, that it would have changed the sort of the the day one either fundamentally dollar wise changed the success of the launch, or or even from a perception? Because I think you look at it now, and you know, you've got a consumer with money in his hand. He's looking he's like, well, do I want to stick with Xbox? I want to go with PS4 this time? The, the pl- I'd say the, the launch lineups are pretty equal. There's nothing, there's some good titles, there's nothing that I think really jumps out that says, I just must buy this console right now, the way that Halo, the original Halo did. Um, but Titanfall, I think, do you think would have uh, shifted that <laughs>
4: conversation? First, I'm going to, it's interesting, and I was there when we launched the original Halo um, if you remember coming out of that E3, yeah, nobody thought. Yeah, of I'm of not it. sure everybody had <laughs> on the mind that this was going to be the game that I have to go buy an Xbox for. It took, uh, even at launch, you know, it's certain things just kind of come out and and happen to land very well. And Bungie did an amazing job landing that game. You know, I I look at this holiday as kind of an abnormal time in the in the competition because you've right. it's a very compressed amount of time between when the consoles come out and the holiday season. We're all we're both going to build a lot of hardware, but in the long term, it's a very small percentage of the overall That's hardware true. install base that, that gets that gets sold right now. So I look at the original launch. We want to do a great job with the launch lineup. I might think that we have a nice launch lineup. You say it's okay, right? I mean, we can have that discussion. <laughs> nice is fine. I'm good with nice. <laughs> um, but for me, the the competition really starts to play out next holiday and the holiday beyond. Yeah. So when I think about when Titanfall launches. Would it have had an impact? Absolutely. right. A game that's that spectacular would have had an impact. Um, but I at lo- I actually am really happy with, like I said, where it's coming. Because I think when you, you look at the people who are going to line up, the Xbox fans, the PlayStation fans, you've got certain faction out there which you can see play out. Sure. Uh, and people just have their allegiance. And I think those people will buy the console that they care about. And when we look at our pre-order numbers, uh, and when we look at this this the kind of anticipation in the market we're hearing from retailers... I think we're going we're gonna to sell about every piece of hardware that we can build, knock yeah. on wood. And But then when you start playing it forward and you say, well, what happens in that second holiday? When do the other franchises come? Right. Um, and you have a lot more hardware in the market. I think it's, it's going to be a very good time. So, yeah, I'm sure it would have had an impact at launch. But honestly, if we could pick, I think it's coming at a perfect time for us.
1: All right. Only a couple more Titanfall things.
4: I no, promise. it's fine. It's, I it's, love it's Titanfall. It's great game on your yeah. platform. Uh, the Internet seems to believe that if
1: they just keep posting as – fact over and over that this game is eventually going to come to PlayStation 4 that it it will simply become fact. Uh, What is the nature of its exclusivity to Microsoft platforms?
4: Well, you know, obviously the the relationship between us and the publisher, us and the developer, is not something that we'll talk about in the press. Sure. Uh, But I will say that, I don't know what's a good way to say it. I don't (laughs) think anybody has seen or heard of uh, titanfall running on any other console right, right? i think if people going into the studio and playing the game people taught interviews with the studio leadership there i don't think you've ever heard anybody talk about allude to the game coming out on another platform and you could like contrast that with something like like destiny yeah uh, love bungie right and i think uh, they have a relationship with PlayStation, clearly, when you mm-hmm. look at what they're doing. But at the same time, it shows up in our launch literature. Like I think everybody knows that Destiny is going to be a game that you're going to be able to play yeah. on Xbox One. I don't think you see that same twist <laughs> out there when you talk to the studio, you talk to the publisher, you hear us talk about it. So without going into a lot of detail about the, the actual relationship... I'll just say I, I think uh, we feel good about our relationship with Titanfall and how it's going to be an important driver for Xbox.
1: Now, obviously, at some point along the way, uh, you realize that Titanfall is something special. There is something mm. something going on with this game. You know, the the world saw it, the public saw it at E3, and then confirmed it at Gamescom when we all got to play it. Yeah. Uh, do you ever do you ever call Vince and and you know try to Vincent Pella the studio head and and talk about uh trying to buy that studio and really and just and have that bring them into the the
4: Microsoft family officially. You know, it's interesting. First on when we saw something special. For us it was kind of the same time. It was as and we start our prep for E3 like now. So we're right. starting our prep for the next E3 already. Um but you started to get glimpses of what how that game was coming together. And I think we knew that this was going to be something that was incredibly important to us and started to frame how it showed up in our E3 presentation, how we talked about it on the floor, and then looking at the other game shows and make sure we had a great presence for it on the floor. And that's paid off really well. You know, I think to some out there, there's a fixation with which studios you own, which studios you work with. And I'm... For better or for worse, I'm not fixated on that. I yeah. mean, I, I lived through the 360 generation and a great relationship with Epic. Sure. And we built Gears of War, um, and really that franchise was born on the 360 and, and hit incredible heights on the 360. And the whether we owned Epic or simply worked with Epic was not part of the conversation right. on whether that game was going to be great. And certain people will look at how many... Microsoft badged employees, do you have in first party versus Sony badged employees? And when they start to weigh the different first parties, and I know there are some people that want to own their own studio, be independent, drive their business in their completely their own way, uh, manage their own culture, and I respect that. And if the people want to work that way, um, we'll continue to work with them. I don't see it as a barrier to what we can do together. Whether it's Remedy, whether it's Insomniac, whether it's Crytek, sure. Um, And so, the relationship with Respawn, obviously, they have a publisher today for their game, uh, and but it's uh, a strong relationship, and we feel great about what they're bringing to Xbox, and something that I I hope to continue.
1: So that's that brings me to an interesting question: Is you know, uh, your predecessor Ed Freeze. Uh, is Shane Kim was in the middle. That's <laughs> true. Shane still hates me for the Crackdown one review. By the way, Shane Kim, I love you, but what did you give Crackdown a Seven? What? Oh, man, this is fully done. Go we're back done and read here. the review. It's fully just, Anyway, <laughs> uh, a little inside baseball. Too far down the rabbit hole here, but um, but you know, Ed Freeze went and I mean, granted, he was trying to build some a, a portfolio. From scratch, there was no Xbox, but he was effectively—I interviewed him once. He was effectively given a blank checkbook and told, "Go out and get us some games. Go get us some." And he started—you know—he bought. You know, there was Lionhead, there was Bungie, there was all these things. Rare, yeah, uh, rare. Of course, yeah. being, being the big one uh, financially speaking. So now, do you? From what you're saying, it sounds like you look at it as uh, that's not the best strategy for Microsoft. I mean, you've started some. Some internal studios, but it sounds like from from what you're alluding to that you would rather uh, spend less money and sort of have less overhead and simply identify and tar- target partners and and try to uh, work with them from a from for lack of a better term second party perspective. Is that fair to say these days?
4: Um, what I'd say is I'm focused on getting the best games on the platform, the best exclusive games, and. We're completely open to buying studios, and we've done that. But that's the goal is not to buy a studio. The right. goal is to actually work with the best talent on the planet, to bring the best games to your platform exclusively. That's, to me, the role of first party. Uh, I'm happy to have a large, headcount-driven first party organization. Yeah. There's no aversion to that. It's not a, a financial – because the, the financials with an external deal – Versus having employees is really not that different when you add in royalties and other things. So it's not like you're actually saving uh, a tremendous amount of money. We don't consider them second-party deals because we fully fund the development. Of course. I mean, the number of people that we've had from Redmond uh, at Crytek over the last six months working hand-in-hand with Crytek on Rise has been tremendous. It's a lot of people. It's been a great relationship. And we treat those games as much a first-party game as an internally developed game. It's just true that certain studios have their own business objectives. Maybe they're shipping things on other platforms. Maybe they're uh, playing in different lines of business. They've got an engine business. They've also got a game business. So we just look at the pitches that are out there that we get, and we have great relationships with the development community and try to make sure that we're bringing the best – games to our platform because in the end I think the gamers play the games of
1: course they do they don't play
4: the studios they don't play the resolution numbers right they they play the games and we want to make sure the best games are there but
1: if you're if you're in a position where you think okay we should we should pick up these guys and and make this official uh, for whatever the reason do you have uh because you know Microsoft is itself is a very different entity than it was eight nine ten years ago do you have uh that in your in your, do you get the green light if you say I, I need I think we should buy these guys? Is that something that that Microsoft absolutely. itself believes in as well? Yeah,
4: absolutely. And you've seen we've talked about it. Us starting more studios, and in in some ways, when you find a core group of leaders that want to go and start something new, and you can build around them, and you can start with a new IP, you know, Black Tusk would probably fall into absolutely. this example. Uh, finding Which it, you criminally teased at E3 <laughs> for about 10
1: seconds, and then we haven't heard a thing from it since.
4: That's right. Well, we're focused on launch. <laughs> uh, pretty soon, very soon, we're going to focus on uh, the next year because yeah. I feel really good about the portfolio next year. I think we've got a great mix of original IPs, some sequels coming, yeah. some big games, some smaller games. I think when we really once we get through launch and, and go head headstrong into what we're going to ship in the next 12 months, I think people will be excited about that. Um, but finding the right talent that you want to build around and and maybe i 'm you know we this is what we did with three four three Industries when we started on on Halo. we hired Bonnie, hired Kiki, we had Frank, we hired a team right. and then started layer more and more talent, Josh Holmes into that studio, and they created their own culture, and they were all there to do one thing they all were there, they came to that studio because they wanted to take halo absolutely and turn it into something uh that was theirs and continue to grow the franchise, and I think they did an amazing job. We have that same history with Turn 10 and how That's we started true. Forza, and they've turned into a great racing studio that does an amazing job. And I know it takes a little bit longer, and maybe people like the quick, hey, why don't you just go buy this studio yeah. and bring them in? And we're completely open to that. Microsoft has the money. I have, I have the green light, so to speak, in yeah. your terms, to go and and acquire studios. Again, I just think it's the, the goal for us is to bring the best games to the platform, and if a studio wants to maintain its independence but work with a first party, I think that's fine. And the game, I think it's great actually. Uh, and I think our ability to partner with those people and bring the best games to our platform is as strong as it would be if they were owned by us. Right.
1: Well, I hope you're ready to back up the Brinks truck to uh, <laughs> to Vince because I, I I have a feeling Titanfall is going to be a very big deal. You'll want to uh, maintain the association with Xbox platform. Absolutely. Uh, the, it's an amazing studio. So tell me about. Uh, rise this is a game and and specifically it had a it had a let's call it a mixed reception at e3 yeah it's a big title for you guys it's arguably the you know there are sort of two frontline titles i i would well i mean it's three i guess but uh you know alongside forza got a little bit of a mixed reception at e3 uh we heard oh well you know this that and the other thing and it seems like a lot's been going on with that game since E3. Can you kind of talk about, from your perspective, how that game has has been growing and changing and evolving over the last four, five, six months?
4: Yeah, first a little bit on E3, and I don't think I've talked about this. I don't know if people will care. Um,
1: I care, Phil. No,
4: it's, but it, with the story around even the video presentation we did for Rise yeah. on screen Uh we were sitting down and reviewing the gameplay video, and we were getting feedback from some people in the room, and we kind of do this, this this big forum where we're all looking at the videos and commenting. Right. And there was some question about whether it was real gameplay. And the people wouldn't believe it was real gameplay. Maybe we should put the buttons above the, the enemies so that people right. actually knew what the player was doing when they're playing the game. And I'll go on record. I wasn't a big fan of that approach. But I think what that led to was certain people looking at what they saw on screen, gamers, having seen games like this before where you simply put buttons yeah, up. Yeah, the quick and you time kinda, event, the yeah, QTE. That's right. And I, I think it put a certain... Stigma. It built a certain stigma around what people thought around the combat of, of the combat in the so game. So, does
1: no one else in that giant room reviewing that bring that up and say, "Hey,
4: that looks like QTEs." People aren't going to
1: your core. <laughs> Let's gamers just say aren't it's a discussion,
4: right? It's a discussion, <laughs> and uh, there was a question really around whether people would believe it was real gameplay, and I still see that. I get questions all the time on Quantum Break.
0: Oh, is sure. Quantum
4: Break real gameplay with somebody playing? And I feel like I just want to show a video of somebody holding the controller, yeah. walking through the frozen, sharded room, and say, "Yeah, this is somebody playing the game." Yeah. And so well, you did
1: that behind closed doors.
4: We did that, but yeah, only saw that. special people like you got to see that. <laughs> Maybe we need to do that on stage somewhere, but uh, so that people believe it. The the thing I and let let's be fair as well yeah. about Crytek. I think there was a certain view that Crytek builds beautiful games, but that their gameplay innovation could have been stronger in the last two Crisis games. Mm-hmm. You know, I enjoyed the last two Crisis games, but there was there was a, a question out there: yeah. if This is going to be a beautiful game? Is it really going to have a soul? Right? Is it going to feel like a great game? And we were spending a lot of time. Uh, With Shavat and the team, and I I had a view of where that game was going to go, and I know the drive in the studio to make the game turn into something that I think is really special. Uh, A lot of focus on it. First, just remove the buttons. The buttons were actually never in the game, so it was easy for us just to go ahead and take the buttons out out, uh, off. And then make sure we had the depth in the combat in the game and that we really built that out. Uh, and we started to show that more. You talk about Gamescom, you talk about other places where we showed it. TGS, we showed the multiplayer. I think the multiplayer at TGS could have been uh, more done. We were kind of in between build, mm-hmm. great builds, so it wasn't the best show for us. But I've been playing now for probably three or four months a game that felt like a real game. Yeah. and. I, I've said there were a couple of times when I saw things on screen that just really were the best things I've ever seen on screen. People would laugh and uh, Phil's just being his PR guy about the game. So I think now people are starting to see because they're getting full versions. We're putting videos out of people just playing the game. You're getting to play the game and see that, yeah, the videos are actually people playing. And you start to feel the depth and the combat and what it means to play this game. And it's not just a QTE event. Yeah, but uh, it's
1: only 900p resolution, Phil. Therefore, it's trash. <laughs> I can't play this.
4: You know, there's a good story on that one. Uh, we actually had Rise running at 720 Yeah. And at 900 and at 1080. Yeah. And we looked at all the graphics techniques that we wanted to put in place, the anti-aliasing we wanted to employ, the lighting techniques we wanted to employ. And we made the decision that 900p was the best resolution for everything that we wanted to do to bring that game to market. And I think it's the best-looking game I've seen. Good for you guys. On console. And you want to make the right decisions. Other games, Forza's 60 frames a second, 1080p. Uh, games are going to make their own decision based on the artistic view that they have around how they want the game to look. Right. And that's what gamers should focus on, is does the, the art director, the animation director, does their vision come through on the screen uh, but I also understand that people aren't getting to play the games right now. So if I'm sitting at home and I'm having to make decisions about what I want to pre-order, I'm kind of using the information at hand. Yeah. And one of the things is resolution. So I t- I'm not like criticizing anybody for that because they don't they don't have a lot to play to sure. play on. But we're getting to a point now where we've got SUVs driving around and people <laughs> can go and play the games. Larry seems like he's at a different Microsoft store event every week, so people are going to be able to play the games themselves. And I think uh the resolution discussion will, will will probably tone down a bit so uh when and why was the decision made to change
1: rise from a connect a so-called so core connect game into what it is now yeah did, did, was it did it have more to do with the uh how that game as a connect game was shaping up or did it have more to do with oh actually we can align this with our our console launch coming up in a couple of years
4: yeah, I think it was actually a little bit of both, yeah. that uh, when you're working with Crytek, and you know, I remember Crytek from the first Far Cry. I remember when the brothers came and showed us that game in Redmond um, and the work they've done on Crysis. You know you've got a graphic powerhouse, yeah. and when you land that, okay, now we know when the next console is going to come. Because when we originally signed, we didn't have the date set sure. for when Xbox One was going to land, Uh, But you knew you had Crytek. They had never done a launch game. So that's a discussion that we had to have with them about, hey, let's go try to do a launch game. Are you guys up for that? Launch is not easy. Uh, And they really were. It's the first time they've worked with first party. Mm -hmm. And obviously the first time then they've been a first party launch game. But they really signed up to what that meant. Um, So then we reset the game a bit. And we said, okay, now we're a launch game. We're going to change platforms. Let's make sure we are. Let's re envision the game on what we want to have at the launch of the new generation. You know, you're going to have Connect in every box. Yep. So it's in some ways it's less important as a first party that you have Kinect – pure Kinect exclusive content. Um, I say that because Connect's going to be in every box, so you really start to use Connect in a very natural way for all the games because you don't have to. You don't have to necessarily advertise somebody go out and buying an accessory. True. It's just, do I feel great about Kinect and how it's integrated into everything that I do? So we ste- we looked back and we we said, are there Kinect features in the game? Yes. And there are today. Um, but also let's really nail combat and core, the customer that's going to be there at launch uh, for the new console. And let's give Crytek a voice into how we architect the platform. Uh, you remember when we I said on 360 we had Epic as a partner, and it was great with their engine business and having what was called Warfare at the time or Gears of Mm -hmm. War. Uh, And Crytek in a lot of ways has played the the same role for us with Xbox One, um, and it's been strong. So the game had changed direction, and it was kind of a combination of a few things that came into play.
1: So uh, Nintendo with the Wii U fell very much victim, I I think you'd agree, to uh, after launch – dry spell just dying in the desert of thirst what do what do we have to look forward to it's a very dramatic statement well and are, <laughs> you know that's and it's been a problem for them ever yeah. since uh what so titanfall march 11th what do we have for the about three months in between launch and uh and titanfall to to avoid that same sort of you know, you get your early adopters, they're on board, they buy their console on day one. Anything? Are we? Do we have anything lined up for uh, December, January,
4: February? Well, we just announced Spartan Assault coming to Xbox One in December, okay. uh, which I think is fun. It's a lot of fun with dual stick. If people yep. haven't, you can plug a controller into your Windows machine and play right. dual stick. Um, it's a lot of fun. We have D4 coming, uh, which is in the early in the year, which okay. is turning out to be a fabulous game. Uh, and... Uh, I know. I think you've got a chance to play a little bit of it. It's um, it, it's, it's weird in a good way. <laughs> yeah, you know. And, and a, as a as a first party, I like to find developers that are trying to do something new and fund those things and be part of it because it's not always easy for an independent developer to try to build something like D four. And I'm, it's great that it's coming. Uh, Connect Sports Rivals is coming early in fourteen. We have so that crew- that was out in spring, sort of after Titanfall. Uh, I mean, sorry, I'm just looking at that kind of that first half of 14. I think we all know that in the second half of 14, right, there'll be a ton of content when you come around the holiday. Uh, But when I think about, you know, we've got a couple of the preseason sports that'll be there at launch, but, uh, and it's a game. I mean, I I think you've, you've seen some of the screenshots. It's really uh, a certain categorization of Kinect games, maybe not being the prettiest or the highest graphic fidelity of all the titles, I mean, there are definitely some scenes in Connect Sports Rivals that Rare has really done an amazing job with oh, their water shaders. Very yeah, it's the, very pretty, yeah, very pretty. The wake
1: wave racing stuff, so yeah.
4: Awesome. And I think that's going to be a game. I mean, it's it's more of a family friendly game. It's obviously not an M rated core game, uh, but I think it'll be something that's nice in the portfolio. And, and like you brought up, I mean, when Titanfall hits, I think that thing's going to create a huge crater in games all up, like on any platform. I just think it's going to have that much of an impact, um, obviously on Xbox, but also on PC. Um, so it's I like the portfolio in early fourteen, and then the holiday of fourteen is lining up really nicely for us.
1: Uh, well, I know that live Xbox Live Arcade, as we know it, is going away you've, as a term. Yeah, you've talked to me about that. So what I'm curious of is: will digitally downloaded titles, things like D four, things like Peggle two, are we st- are those still going to be on a regular cadence every Wednesday or whatever, or are they just going to is is it just going to be Whenever they come out, and th- that sort of regular cadence of of digital titles is 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 going to change.
4: That's a that's a really good question, and honestly, I don't think we have the definitive plan yet. Uh, you can take there's well, some... which
1: means no, then just in the, and I'm not attacking you. I'm just no. Saying, but that means that means because if that if that were in place for. November twenty second and then 29th. Sure, like, sorry. So, so that so for the time being, no. Yeah, that, no. Like,
4: you you won't see a a weekly you know Wednesday hit of the week. Okay. Um, from XBLA like we've seen on three sixty at least not at launch. Right. We just but going forward, you know, I look at ecosystems like Steam and what they're able to do around pricing and promotion and driving real activity in the marketplace, yeah. and uh, I think that's something that we can learn from. And when we look at how we drive our marketplace, you know, Summer of Arcade has been a big hit for us every summer. I don't think we have to do. And then we've done a couple other events through the year. I think we can program the marketplace for digital content more effectively, and it's something that we're really looking at. I don't know that we'll land on our Wednesdays program, but definitely we will have programs around that. Because I think it's just a great way of driving excitement for some special games that maybe don't see the same PR and marketing uh, support that the huge games get.
1: Perfect segue into my next question, yeah. which is uh, a game just like that, State of Decay. Yeah. Which he, I'm a huge fan of. we uh, were big champions of here at IGN. Over a million units
4: of State of Decay. Great yeah. job, Undead. Which, is,
1: which I, I'm thrilled about for those guys uh, at Undead Labs. So tell, so exclusive, Phil, when will Class 4, <laughs> their sequel, their MMO sequel be announced? Because they, they said if this game does well, and it has now surpassed every expectation, yeah. I'm sure they had even internally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when will that be announced? And speaking of, are you buying those guys, or are you partnering up with those guys? What, what can we look forward to? We will have life? a long
4: partnership with Undead. They're right down in Seattle. Yeah. Uh, they're our, our neighbors, our friends. Uh, great job with the franchise. I don't know if you've ever visited the studio. It's like not having a, a chance. It's like a zombie museum. right? <laughs> it's definitely the right studio for the game that they have. Uh, we'll have a long relationship with that studio around that franchise. And I think it's a great example of – if we if we bought them or worked with them the way we're working with them now, I don't think it changes the output at right, all right. of what we're doing. It's a, a studio that has a very independent culture around what they want to do. They've named themselves Undead Labs, right? They know what they <laughs> want to go do, uh, and it's a great partnership for us. And uh, you know, I wore their shirt on stage at E3 more as uh, just a, a shout-out to what they've done because they've worked on that game for quite a long time. Uh, and it was great to see the success of I was very proud of the work that they had done for Jeff and the team down there. Um, it was nice to see and yeah i 'm on a class four i 'm really excited about we we in terms of when or an announcement on us going to do that uh, we don 't you, you have to know what the date is we don't we don 't know what the date is of the game so uh, but how, so
1: how but how soon do you pick up the phone as state of decay is blowing up? And you call Jeff Strain. I talked to him
4: all summer. All summer. All summer, yeah. I mean we were really focused on on the DLC. Like don't
1: go dating other girls. Don't don't <laughs> don't go seeing those those Sony guys. Let's uh let's let's hang out.
4: Well and and the thing with them, they're not a huge studio and right. now they've got a hit and they wanna grow it. The DLC plan around Class 3, State of Decay, yeah. uh, is strong. And so they're building their business. They, they're going to make some money, which is good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the, you know, why they're in the business to grow, build great of games course. and have a sustainable studio. Uh, and that's been their focus. And, and we spent time over the summer. What are we thinking? And let's, let's, it was a great game. There were some things we needed to clean up on the launch of the game. So we went back and fixed a couple things, adding some more content. But very quickly, you get on to the, OK, now what does this mean? What did we learn about the first version? How, what do we really want to do going forward with it? And those conversations have been ongoing.
1: So uh, next question. This might sound a little trollish. Don't take it that no, way. Okay. Uh, hardcore fans, would, would if they were sitting here getting the chance to talk to you, I feel like I have to speak for them. That's good. Will, will, will Rare ever be allowed to get back to making – quote-unquote core games, non-Kinect titles, because, you know, their output, we, we haven't seen that from them since Perfect Dark Zero and Cameo, you know, and, that, and that's not to disparage Kinect Sports in any way, shape, or form. Obviously, it's been a not only a very good series, but an incredibly successful one. Yeah. But is that, do they have a
4: controller-based game in their future? Uh, absolutely, I think they do. Uh, a couple things. You, you skip banjo, so we did do a version of banjo. Fair, in yes, you are correct. Uh, but it's
1: that's still that was two thousand
4: eight, I believe. No, I, so, I'm not ducking. I think yeah. the question's a very fair question. Uh, in terms of force, and I know people probably don't believe it when I say this, I don't force Rare to do anything. Like forcing a studio to do something is a very short-term ambition as a head of studios, because in the end, people will vote with their feet and they'll just go work somewhere else. Right. Uh, and Rare has enjoyed the. Creative and frankly, the hit success of Connect Sports Series. It's been an incredible successful series for them, uh, and it's been great for the studio. Uh, but Craig Duncan is head of the studio now. He and I talked probably just a month ago about some ideas. I'm not going to say that the – I won't say that the success, at least from a PR standpoint, of the Killer Instinct announced haven't, hasn't had a little bit of positive impact there on, hey, what are things well, that we but could let's, do? Well, that's,
1: that's like Ken Lobb and then all of double helix that I no no what i meant
4: was when the rare teams look at that right and, hey right. what do you I know see what you mean. okay right something like killer instinct can gain such a huge response and it hasn't shipped yet like right. we'll see how it actually does in the market uh but i i think it gets some people thinking i haven't said rares has to be a connect studio i've never said that to them uh they've been innovating around Connect since before it was Connect, right? They started early on building their own prototypes when they were working on avatar stuff and mm-hmm. saying, how can we control these? Um, so it's really been an, a self-driven interest on Rare's part and where they've ended up, which again, I don't know if people will believe or not. Uh, but I I haven't said Rare has to be a Connect studio. I haven't said they have to continue to work on Connect Sports Rivals, or Kinect Sports is the only thing that they do. And last time I talked to Craig, they had some ideas about things they might do that were not in the Kinect Sports series, uh, and I'd be completely supportive of that, absolutely. Uh,
1: is the decision to release Connect Sports Rivals preseason, this, uh, it's, a, it's a demo, effectively. It's a free demo yeah. that's going to be up on November 22nd yeah. for when your console is released. Yeah. Uh, is that driven out of? Because uh, you know, I would I would say that Xbox One, as compared to it next to its competitor, you know, PlayStation it's, Four. Right. That's that's what it's called. <laughs> uh, I appreciate you correcting <laughs> me there. Uh, is, you know, it's a hundred dollars more for Xbox One, and I feel like, and and you know, the Connect is the primary reason why, arguably speaking, from at least a raw technical standpoint, uh, and it, 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 I feel like. Uh, you guys maybe necessarily haven't done a great job of justifying that 100 dollar price difference at launch for connect. You talk about slow burn and we'll get there, but when that, you know, when those early adopters are looking to make that decision on day 1, like, well, gee, this one's 100 dollars more, but it's this connect thing and yeah, it does voice, I can control my TV and talk to my games and such, but is that where the decision to uh to ship a, to have a connect sports demo at launch comes from to really show off
4: the Connect's gaming capabilities: there's no doubt that when you think about the skill that Rare has it, that they've developed through the Connect Sports series on using Kinect and the full fidelity of what Kinect is, and people have seen like the the champion creator and my ability to create my own persona in the yeah. game, we want to get that those experiences in the hands of Xbox One customers as soon as we can. I think that's an important thing for us, and it's great for the customers. Because so, it
1: was supposed to be a launch. Absolutely,
4: title. yeah, and uh, and we didn't make it. Yeah. And uh, again, you, you could kind of beat on it and force it and say, okay, it just has to come out, or you give it some time um, to to be the right game. And and other platform holders have made similar decisions, and I actually think it's smart. It's smart to let games uh, find the right time yeah. to come out. Um, but there were a couple, and they happened to start on the wake racing earlier. Uh, than the other sports, so it was at a point where we knew, hey, we actually have something at launch that we could put out, and it feels great. Yeah. Uh, it's going to feel complete as a Kinect experience. It looks great. I think people will have fun with it, uh, and absolutely, we wanted to put that out at launch so that when people bought the box, they saw the full value in the box. But I was also impressed, as I look at more and more of the portfolio, how, the high percentage of the games that are actually using Kinect in some way. I know a lot of people get overly fixated on what's the one Connect killer application. Yeah, I'm. Mean, I actually don't think it will play out that way. I think it will. How it will play out is people just become that they will learn to expect what Connect enables in the game. You mentioned voice, and yeah, we can say yep. we've done voice with headsets before and other things. Um, but also the controlling my TV using the IR blaster that's in Connect in order to control my whole system, turning my system on, turning the volume up, turn it down, mute the TV, all the things that are possible with Kinect. The motion that you find in games, you know, Battlefield's doing some motion, Forza's doing some motion in the games, Crimson Dragon, you've got some things that use motion controls. And on the full extreme, you have full Connect exclusive games, yeah. dance games, sports games. We've got some fitness things out there. So I think you're going to see a wide range of, of content that uses Connect in different ways. And it will just become more of a natural part of the system than we have these purple boxes that are right. the Connect things <laughs> and then a bunch of green boxes that are yeah. the non Connect things. Well, you
1: mentioned a, a kill, you know, killer app with, with Connect. And arguably, not, I, mean, I wouldn't even argue it, I, I would state it definitively that Dance Central was that game. It was a great game but you guys don't seem interested in making that game anymore i mean that was another situation where you had a great partnership with harmonix and one i think one of the most talented developers and uniquely talented developers yeah. on the planet and yet dance central is has nowhere to be found it is not spoken of is what what's the what's the story with uh with the Dance Central franchise and your partnership with Harmonix?
4: Well, Harmonix is a little busy right now, right? They're working on Fantasia, yeah, uh, which is a Kinect game. Yep. It looks great. Uh, I was talking with the studio about that just a, a couple weeks ago. Uh, and there are dance games available at launch of Xbox One. Uh, having Dance Central again on the platform would be great. Um, you'd want to have the right studio working on it and the right team so when the time comes Which available. Which is harmonics. Which no, just harmonics, right? <laughs> it's right. So, I, so I, it wasn't a situation where I thought we that the stu- that game should end up with another studio and simply kind of leverage the brand or right. something. Uh, for us, it was a second-party relationship. So it actually wasn't a first-party published game, mm-hmm. meaning that somebody – they funded the game and we kind okay. of marketed it and and uh, distributed it for them. So they they control the destiny of that franchise. Uh, but I know Alex well, and we have conversations about it. I think it could be a great franchise. It is a great franchise, and um, you could see more of Dance Central, but I think we'd have to do it at the right time with the right studio, as he says, is, which is Harmonix. So I'm starting to, starting to run out of time a little bit with you
1: here. There's a few games i got to ask you about. Few okay. Uh, so uh, Halo Wars, how do you feel about it as both the game that is done, that is out, that is a 360 game, and its future prospects? I'm a big fan of Halo Wars because I am. T- I genuinely am too. I'm not. Like, yeah. I gave it a nine back when I reviewed it. Uh, at yeah. my, my last gig and uh, I, I'm a huge fan of it. And I feel like we never got to play. Uh, you know, we, we never got to play uh, as the Covenant. There was, you know, there was. Yeah. We never got to the Flood. Yeah. As as a as a race yeah. in that game, it just had that sort of natural, almost Starcraftian model. Just.
4: Ready to go. So, where, you know,
1: where's where is Halo Wars? Uh, something I'm of, very in a interested
4: in, and Bonnie and I talk about it quite a bit. I think the uh, it, it Halo Wars falls in the shadow of the Halo FPS, of and you are doing 10 or 12 million units of the Halo FPS. Anything else out that comes out Halo that doesn't hit those numbers, it's kind of easy for uh, certain people to look at it and say, "Well, that didn't work." And I, I don't think that's the right measure of success. I think Halo Wars was a very Uh, as a high-quality console-based RTS game. Um, It was fun. And especially now, when I think about some of the capability, and you might roll your eyes at this, but when I think about some voice and other things that you could add to that, that's the kind of gameplay that I think would be great in those scenarios. And also a game that maybe I could play on multiple devices. I could play on Windows right. as well. I could play on console because uh, it has that gameplay that lends itself so well to that. So I, I suspect you'll see us do something with it. They're kind of busy right now at 343, uh, which is good. We're really happy with what they're working on. Uh, but I, I think there is an the opportunity for us to do something more with that franchise. And And Bonnie and Kiki and Josh are doing a great job thinking – Holistically about the Halo franchise. And
1: do you, so, do you call? I believe it's it Robot? Is that the name of the studio that uh, that sort of splintered off? There were two studios that splintered off from Ensemble. Yeah. Do you? Do you, do you uh, do I actually you haven't talked. No,
4: I haven't talked to them in a while. In fact, I'm not. I'm not sure what the status of that of that studio is. I mean, we if we were going to do something, um, we'd either have to think about doing it internally or finding a good RTS developer right. uh, to help. There aren't a lot of great rts developers out there anymore console yeah exactly i mean that's a a, a pretty rare space but we'd want to do a great job with it
1: how about pgr uh it's it's very near and dear to my heart i love that series because it so beautifully walks the line it's like halfway between arcade and sim and i just love the feel of project gotham racing of course bizarre creations rest in peace They are no more um rumors swirled a year or so ago that that maybe you guys were Shopping for developers to make a new Project Gotham Racing game. Uh, does that game, does that franchise have a place in the Xbox family's future?
4: Maybe. You know, I'm a, I think the kudos system that we had in PGR was the real secret sauce. I, I thought that was the the thing that people really loved. It had a great feel. Yeah. Um, it was there at launch, which I think was important for both Twice. the original, yeah, I would say the original Xbox and Xbox 360. Uh, you know, funny, I, I was I was playing Need for Speed, the new Need for Speed on Xbox One the other day. That team's doing an amazing job. EA's doing a great job with their friends. The next game I thought looks fantastic in kind of that um, arcade racer space. But I think some of the rumors around PGR were probably us working on Forza Horizon with right. Playground. And I yeah. think people just kind of were guessing that it was a PGR game. Uh, we talk, Alan Hartman and I talk about PGR. I think we're kind of full in the racing space right now and we think about our franchises. Uh, but I know there's a lot of love for that franchise out there. And it would be interesting to think about what we could do. Uh, I don't know that we'd ever have three console racing franchises. That seems like a lot for a first party um, with Forza Horizon and obviously Forza Motorsport. Uh, well, that's all Forza, though. You, it you is, see but that
1: as, the- I mean, I know it's, but...
4: Forza Horizon is, I would say, a more it's it's not PGR no. from an arcade style, right, but right. it's not me sitting on a circuit running That's lap true. after lap, right? That's it's true. more of an open world. Um, so there's either the opportunity for us to look at some of the stuff that worked in PGR, All and right, think Forza about how Forza Gotham Racing, go. <laughs> there you go, Just Forza if you, if versus. It's a branding thing. We'll do a versus thing. <laughs> <laughs> Kudo versus radio stations. I so how
1: about? Uh, of course, you mentioned Gears of War earlier. Yeah. Um, you know. It's we got a new generation. Uh, sort of the hypothetically the, the the series as we know it has sort of run its course, and that the trilogy's over. Then we had Judgment. Is is uh, do you see is that a, a series you want to keep uh, in the in the Xbox stable uh, on an exclusive basis? I
4: want to find a great Gears game. And I thought we did a good job with Judgment, but I don't think it hit the level of quality that we saw in the previous games. I think review scores showed that. Sales showed that. Uh, and I really think that we would need to take a step back with Epic and think about, I'm going to call it a reboot because it's kind of an overused term, but think about where that franchise goes and how to expand what it was. Um, and I'd love to have that conversation. I do talk to the Epic guys often. They're They're also busy right now. I think they've said that Gears is kind of on the back burner for them. So I think it would be a a situation when the opportunity came up at the right time. It would be great to sit down with them. Uh, They're, again, the right team to to work on that game, trying to find another team to do that game. I think is possible, uh, but you'd want to make sure you did that very carefully uh, along with them to make sure we had the right thing in place. But I... I think that franchise would need to be, not reworked, but you'd need to think about how it, to expand the universe and what people are doing. Maybe take it more gritty. I don't know. Like You'd right. want to do something with it because uh, I, I think it did kind of run its course on 360, and it was a great success on 360. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't quite have the story arc of a thing like Halo or something, at least the way it's played out in the games, mm-hmm. and I think we'd want to pump that up. When,
1: when a Cliff Blazinski leaves Epic, does that do, – do you, from your position at Microsoft Game Studios, do you – do you just sit there and put your head in your hand like you know the picard meme <laughs> uh, just you just be like oh
4: well cliff and rod rod ferguson yeah. really critical guy for the franchise uh those are you know important people we think these games are built by very creative exceptional people Uh, And you want to make sure you've got great talent behind any game that you work on. Uh, I hope Cliff starts on something new. It's been a little while now. I was talking to him uh, at night to night last week. He
1: seems to be interested in being a millionaire playboy, (laughs) which is awesome. He's like living the dream.
4: (laughs) He won the game, right? He won the game. Now he's just uh, reaping the rewards.
1: Um, A couple more. I've got just a couple more questions before I let you go. Uh, Favorite original Xbox launch title?
4: Mine. Yes. don't say Halo.
1: Something. Something. Well, mine you. would be PGR. Yes. Yeah. Good answer. <laughs> yeah, I like you know, <laughs> judges. Yes.
4: <laughs> Martin and the team at Bazaar uh, were great partners to work with. They had Metropolis Street Racer. People remember where that franchise Dreamcast, came from. Sure. That's right. Turned it into PGR, and I thought you know it was it was just a, a great launch game for us. And racing became something that was important. We had PGR Rally Sport oh, with yeah. now Dice. What, you know Dice Rally Sport One, Rally Sport Two. It really created a foothold for us in the racing space that in a lot of ways led to what Forza is today. If you yeah. just look at the lineage, yeah. a lot of the people on the Fort, not a lot, but there are some key leaders on the Forza team that kind of grew up on PGR uh, inside of our organization. So that was a really important launch Favorite
1: game. 360 launch title, now that you look back from
4: eight years ago. uh, bu- 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 You know, A
1: much more open-ended question.
4: Yeah, you know... I don't know this one's not going to be that interesting. I I, re- I thought Cameo was a nice game. See, and I'm with
1: you. I, game gets like that was an excellent launch game. I had it, a great time, and it.
4: it was pretty. You know the the area around the castle. Uh, I think you know some of the morphing of the characters could have been worked out maybe a little more cleanly in in, in hindsight uh but i thought that was a really nice launch game and something and rare if you remember at that point rare did two launch games and you yeah, think about how like challenging going. it is to do a launch game and the kind of the crazy yeah. guys well, that's that they what were you they bought signed them for, up to
1: though. i <laughs> mean you 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 bought them as a it was like you know the yankees signing a big slugger to come in and hit the big home run and yeah. they came in and delivered two big launch games for i it.
4: wish pdz would have been bigger right in the end sure. that was it would have been great to have that franchise really uh take off and it would have been great for rare and i think it was fine but, uh, it was a good game it wasn't a great yeah. game hitting launch like i said is a difficult and i think that game showed some of the challenges of hitting launch
1: what do you think of sony's launch lineup just as a gamer you know not even necessarily as a as a competitor
4: um kill will be a great game right gorilla is a good studio i think they'll i have a Sony First Party is an incredible organization. True. Uh, they're they're large, they they have great franchises, they're very well led. Um and I think Kill Zone is the thing that they're kinda hanging the launch on. I think it'll be they're they're going in the shooter space. Yeah. I think that's really smart for them. Uh like I said earlier, I think some of the delays in the end for them will probably be a good thing they you need something like Drive Club to really be fantastic. Right. Uh, and to force it out at launch if it wasn't ready. I mean, obviously, they don't send me builds, so I don't know if it was ready, but uh, I think it was it was smart. So I'm, I'm impressed with the way they, they manage that organization and their franchise, and they have some incredible franchises that I hope really do well.
1: Real quick, walk me through a typical day for you, because I'm fascinated by your job and what you get to do, but I don't actually – I don't think people understand. Like, As the head of Microsoft Game Studios, what – what is it that you do all day, and I don't mean that in any sort of patronizing way I'm, I'm genuinely curious Bill, <laughs> what is it that what you is do? It, what is it that you
4: do here? We're going to have you interview for your own job office space style no what 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 is the typical day The funny like thing for you? is, my kids think I just go to work and play games all day, <laughs> which I wish that were the case.
1: that's what people think we do, too. yeah,
4: I know it would be nice, and you don't always want to know how the sausage is made, as they say <laughs> uh you know the the organization is thousands of people. So there's a certain amount of just administration and running an organization that that's lo- that's that large. Uh, I spend a lot of time talking to partners. I'd say 30% of my week, 40% of my week is looking at builds, playing games with mm-hmm. the teams.
1: So you do play games all day. I do. <laughs> now, the funny thing
4: is right now, so much of my time is on next holidays games. Like wow. I'm already on, you know, playing Sunset Overdrive with the team yep. and what do we see and uh, making sure that the game lineup. And the quality is because we're going to have to announce dates at some point here in the next six months. And I want to feel good about the dates when we announce them. Uh, like I said, administration is probably another 40% of the job. But it's a, we're in a one Microsoft world where yeah. we're starting to look more holistically across all the devices that Microsoft builds, phone, Surface, Xbox. And I'm spending more time with, I'd say, Microsoft leadership thinking about how games can impact more of what we do across our whole ecosystem, how the Xbox brand can show up. What does Xbox Live mean across all of these devices? Because I think the Xbox team in its own little kind of cave off to the side of Microsoft has built uh, a pretty good brand with some I'll loyal say. followers. Uh, and I think there is a way for us to take some learning around how we did that and apply it to some of the other devices that Microsoft aspires to succeed with. Uh, and that's been great. You know, somebody who's been at the company for 25 years, an awful long time uh it's it's nice to see what, us did you
1: start when you were 12 you're a young guy
4: <laughs> i'm not that young uh i started as a programmer so i was kind of you know off on the side doing my own thing right uh, in the consumer division uh, way back in, in 88 i started wow. as an intern in 88 a programming intern but uh talking about these different devices looking at the roadmap for the future surface devices and how yeah. we could think about gaming impacting those it's it's a very fun part of the job right now. So, how do I
1: get to be you? Can you make me your <laughs> apprentice? Because it seems like oh, so, you, you, intimate knowledge of games, Xbox games in particular, check. Uh, ability to, you know, evaluate and and help shape games. I think I, I can. I can work on that. I can. I can do that. Uh, you so, know your games. Yeah. How how do I
4: get to be you? <laughs> there was a lot of luck in how I ended up where I'll just be completely honest. It's, uh, but it's I've learned from a ton of good people. A, a really quick story. Uh, when Ed, you talked about Ed Freeze, oh, yeah. when Ed hired me into studios, uh, as a, I was a programmer um, in another part of the company. And I remember the first meeting was he sat me down with Peter Molyneux, and we had BC and Project Ego signed, which ended up becoming Fable. Fable. Yeah. And uh, had a good discussion with Peter. And at the time, when I, when I started working, my partners were uh, Brian Reynolds we were doing Rise of Nations, and Brian Reynolds had built Civilization, you know, great person. I had Peter. We were working with Tim Schaefer and Chris Taylor, yeah. uh, and just uh, Larry Holland was a game that actually didn't ship, but we were working with Larry Holland. We had a g- great set of partners that I learned was it, from It wasn't an X-Wing early.
1: versus TIE Fighter game. No, off. no. It was a game <laughs> called
4: Knights of Decaden, which was hmm. kind of a 3D joust. It didn't really work, but uh, it was, it was a, a nice try. But the 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 quality of people around me and the people in teaching me. And even now I, I know that same group of people and they'll give me feedback yeah. around studios. Ed gave me a, an earful after E3 around things that we could, we could do better. But I, I really look at the people around that I've learned from around me, uh, and keeping those relationships open and the phone open and the seeing them at different events, uh, as being a real important part of, of where I've ended up. And I thank them for all that. That's and, great.
1: uh, Last question, where how far from the internet and from civilization were you going on vacation in December when all this is over Do you, you know, Will you go near a computer or a console
4: For us, it starts on uh, november twenty second <laughs> you know in a lot of ways people think, and it used to be back when you shipped some cartridges. We never did that, but you know it, uh, it, that 's when it ended. But for us, these are all service based games we 're going to learn a ton the console's service based you think about live. The 23rd, 24th will be a real interesting time. Um, Over the holidays, I think my family and I were actually going to go and take a long trip to India. So I think that'll be fine and and see some of the sights. uh, But, yeah, it's been a good ride to land. We've learned a lot in launching uh, Xbox One. Uh, The fans have been great on telling us what they think, sometimes very um, aggressively. (laughs) But I, I, I love the feedback. It's an important part of landing the program. Uh, and that feedback loop has to continue because when people make an investment in either platform or any of the platforms, yep. but if they make an investment in Xbox One, I want to make sure that they know that uh, they t- can tell us how they feel. And uh, I think we've shown that we can react to that.
1: Well, Phil Spencer, thank you very much. Thank you, Ryan. Vice President Microsoft uh, everything. Just every, <laughs> you're Vice President of everything at this point. Uh, the head of Microsoft Game Studios. The Xbox One, of course, launching in uh, any territory that's... Uh, that you know, that anyone listening to this show is in, which is North America mostly, November twenty second. That's right. So,
4: uh, I, can
1: we even still pre-order it, or is it, it it's all, or is it all filled
4: up now? We well, we released a few more pre-orders a couple weeks ago. I think they got snapped up pretty. The largest right. pre-orders we've ever seen, more hardware than we've ever seen, but the demand is uh, is there. And so, if you can find one and you really want one, I'd pre-order it. Uh, we hope to have some units at retail. We will have some. But I don't, I don't know how long they'll last. But right. uh, so
1: go line up at the store on <laughs> yeah. November twenty second. Phil, thank you very much. Thank you, Ryan. No.
2: <laughs> Unlock lock. Can
1: you take on the challenge? Yeah! I really hope you enjoyed that Phil Spencer interview because I had an awesome time doing it. I actually could have talked to him for another hour. There was a, there nice. was a bunch of stuff I didn't get into. I ran out of time. I wanted to get into. Is Games for Gold going to come to Xbox One? What the nice. deal is there? Yeah. There was plenty of stuff, but blowing those news scoops, McCaffrey. I know, I'm I'm a failure. Man. Yeah, all right. Now go <laughs> listen to that hour and pull news. I will. Stories I'm going to skim it. it and be like, oh no. <laughs> but yeah, no. Hopefully, everybody enjoyed that. I mean, that's it was really nice of Phil to to spend an hour of his day while he's here in San Francisco for a for a short time to mm-hmm. uh, to come in and do that. So I do appreciate that. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at. Xbox P3, this is very odd. I don't know what the P3 thing is. Is that like Maybe personal Oh, I saw three? this at the bottom
0: of the paper, and I was like, Who? is there a ghost in this yeah. room? Maybe
1: his, <laughs> I, yeah, because Phil Spencer, his initials are PS, so I don't know what the P3 P1 is. P1 and p PPP, or uh, I'm not sure. And anyway, P1
0: is Jay Allard. <laughs> yeah. Xbox P1. Xbox P1, Jay Allard. Jay Allard. In any case. Uh, <laughs> this week's <laughs> Unlock Block
1: <laughs> is for you gentlemen, as always, this one I remembered, and I have to admit it's for a really dumb reason. It's because I only recognized, because I'm such a dummy, I only recognized one of the four names on this list <laughs> and happened to be that guy. So, <laughs> um, uh,
2: I, totally, I totally know the answer to this. Yeah, it's, yeah. A,
1: it's a great question that comes to us from Miguel Brewer from up in Wald Lake, Michigan. Uh, and I want to thank him for sending it in. He's going to get himself a podcast unlocked prize pack, which, you know, could start in the near future i just want to put this out there could start being xbox 1 games cuz they're all, they're
0: all digital codes it's true i can just i can make it rain codes ah, oh man pow, pow, pow.
1: <laughs> i like that you're, you're doing the hand motion yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Woo. marty's our soundboard i Strip love club it club/oprah <laughs>
1: anyway miguel brewer great question for the for the guys here eternal sonata which is a fantastic jrpg mm-hmm. Originally an Xbox 360 exclusive, uh, it was set in the fictional dying dreams of what Romantic-era music composer? Was it uh, Niccolo Pagan- Paganini? Niccolo Paganini! Niccolo Paganini. Paganini. Paganini! Totally slaughtered that. Paganini, I believe. Uh, Hector Berlioz, uh, Franz Liszt, or
0: Friedrich Chopin?
3: Marty, uh, you and I are fairly confident. Mar- we know this. Marty knows. I'm not very confident, so Destin- right, but I recognize Chopin. See, and... you
0: kind of ruined it, McCaffrey. By saying it was the which... one, the one you recognized. But I don't That's know. That's what which... I was going to but... guess anyway. Okay, these four so... are I mean... equally famous. They yeah. are. I went and looked up to make sure that Man, I'm the dummy.
2: Y'all got to no, learn it's... your Romantic era composers. Yeah, I,
1: I looked up. Uh, ro- I looked up Romantic era contemporaries, and so all these guys were there. So this is Bill not... Collins
0: yeah <laughs> I can feel it. man this was... is
1: a karaoke edition of podcast unlocked so I always anyway, read this Destin.
3: I always read this ahead to formulate my guess, and I was gonna guess d mm-hmm. so yeah
0: you're gonna go with it sounds like I'm correct
3: yeah. based yeah. on everybody else's response Marty it
0: was big daddy chopping big Daddy well done gentlemen (laughs) a great
1: question that was good yeah (laughs) Yeah, that was a really cool that's really good
0: uh, yeah I I thought the RPG was good I thought that that conceit was amazing yeah the dying dreams of this composer here your main
2: character is Frederick Chopin yeah that's awesome in his
0: youth as he is dying and he's thinking about like the adventures he went on that was so good really good
1: good times Uh, Miguel good stuff if you would like to join Miguel in the winner's circle and become a podcast unlocked prize winner send your Xbox related trivia question Along with four multiple choice answers, note the correct one, please, along with your full shipping address. To where, Mitch? Ah, oh, there we go. I got it.
2: <laughs> it's been so long I genuinely forgot. Unlocked at IGM.com. Thank you. Very I almost much. said podcast at unlocked again. I'm yeah, so don't. bad at that. That's a weird domain. I know podcast I almost I used to always dot say podcast com. at unlocked.com. It's like not even. <laughs> Maybe we should quotes. just guess that. <laughs> Maybe Can we just get that. Yeah, unlocked.com's is to be a domain.
1: Anyway. Unlocked anyway. IGN.com. Yes, thank you. Uh make ign.com your homepage if you don't already. Our mobile ad, our mobile site got completely redesigned Yo, so it's as,
2: really good now.
1: Yeah, uh, for yeah, if you go there on your phone, it looks a lot cooler than it used to. Everything
2: looks like a review
1: with like the big red flashy text for yeah. the oh, it's great. It's yeah. just a nicer browsing experience on your phone <clears> and we cuz we know more and we have data that shows more and more of you are looking at IGN on uh tablets and y'all love phones, that m. Dot. so yes. So uh, check that out. Don't forget we do have the what? <laughs> we do have the IGN thrown in the towel. Xbox McCaffrey. Live. Uh, we do have our app, our IGN um, app. Yeah, uh, download it, pin it. It's a great way to watch. Uh, Marty, we just changed. Uh, we refreshed and beautified our video reviews. Oh you know? my god, so, yeah, man! Yeah, your, your Assassin's Creed Four video review is a totally new format. We've sort of thrown the old template out. It's a lot. Cooler yeah, looking yeah. Now. Just
2: Marty's. <clears throat>
0: Christmas time is here. <laughs> which is also Battlefield. The Battlefield movie is <also. laughs> uh, yeah. So instead of the old, you know, uh, gameplay presentation, uh, it's up to us now. So we get to sort of talk about what we want to talk about. Visuals are amazing. Uh, we have we have like uh, full gameplay clips at the end. Yeah, uh, really cool. Really, really fancy. I really stuff. like that gameplay clip thing. So yeah. yeah. Right.
1: Point being, you can watch all those mm-hmm. in luxurious comfort on your giant television yep. in your living room. Just uh, yeah, use the Xbox, the IGN app on your Xbox 360. And uh, yeah, follow everybody on Twitter. I'm at DMC Ryan, DMC underscore Ryan. We've got at McBiggity over here, Marty Sleeva, two G's, two T's, Woo-hoo. at Mitchie D, <laughs> and my friend at Destin LeGarry. Someone uh, did, by the way, claim at Destiny LeGarry after we talked about it. Oh, really? Does, really it, does it say I am not
2: Destin LeGarry? Because there's one that is Garfeb. For <laughs> oh, it oh, it really. says, I'm not Garfep. You're
1: looking for Garfep. That's That's, good and one. it points to Andrew's Twitter account. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening, yeah. as you've all been kind enough to do for, for quite some time now. Most of you get the show subscribed for free and downloaded to you automatically via iTunes. Just search Podcast Unlocked in the iTunes store if you're a new listener and want to go subscribe to it. We're also on the Zune Marketplace. And, of course, each and every Wednesday on IGN.com. So, for my main man, Mitch Dyer. Suck everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> He's
0: beautiful. Wow, and I humble. don't even.
1: I don't even
2: know where to go with that. Uh, For okay, guy Marty <laughs> Sleva, and you'll do Destin Legary.
1: <laughs> <Laguerre>. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, my humbler friends, Marty Sleva and Destin Legary. <laughs> <Laguerre. laughs> Uh, I'm Ryan McCaffrey. Thanks again to Phil Spencer for uh, for stopping by, mm-hmm. and we'll see you again again next week with Podcast Unlocked, Episode 120. Only a couple shows left before the big Xbox One launch. Oh man, uh, we will we'll find a way to cook up something special for that. I promise. Yeah. we'll see you then.
0: Something called the Gears of War Oh, <laughs> that's interesting. Do you wear like big armor and and couple uh, chainsaws involved. Bro, it out with other men. Hell yeah! <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Also running the coal train. <laughs> woo woo! <laughs> well.